Hello, this is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset podcast show. Hope you're having a great week so far. I just want to give a huge thank you to all the amazing listeners out there from all over the world. We've hit over 3,400 plays and that's just incredible so much um, has changed in just a year itself and I just want to thank all my really good friends and my family for all the inspiration and support and you know none of this would have been possible without you and you know who you are and in this episode I'm gonna finish talking about the rest of the story with Taylor as she interviews me and I love this girl she's so damn aggressive with her um, narratives and her comments and her questions and she's absolutely perfect to work with me on this show and um, mind you she's actually never heard this story from me before you know um, so her reactions are absolutely real and raw Um, So I'm just really grateful for you, Taylor. Thank you so much for doing this show with me. This is the only, really, the beginning of just so many amazing things happening for the show, for publishing, for just so many upcoming things happening um, within the business itself. And I just want to thank also my clients out there that are just absolutely incredible I'm so absolutely honored, like I've said, to work with you and allowing me to be on this journey with you to help create your, your, your dreams, you know, your goals, all of that. So thank you. I just want to, again, uh, talk about why this is so damn important to tell this story. Um, as I started to speak more about it, lots of other women even friends that i just would never have thought to message me about their personal story and full vulnerability of situations dealing with either abuse um toxic relationships when it comes to narcissism gaslighting even bullying in you know whether it's friendships or relationships more people seem to be speaking up about it and speaking up and speaking out and recognizing that these behaviors are not okay no matter you know what culture what ethnicity what age it doesn't matter you know what race what um gender and i just feel more empowered to speak up about this because why i mean it was a hard journey and um to not bring this to light And especially, I have a freaking daughter that is very much watching the actions of her, you know, own family and parents. This needs to be spoken up about because there are other family members or friends or people out there that are listening to this, whether it's within your own family and see these kind of toxic behaviors or red flags and don't know how to... um, either handle it deal with it step away from it speak up on it the time is now and um whether it's bullying or harassment through different forms of that if you're in mediation going to court having to deal with you know your child's 
um, baby daddy, baby mama, no matter who they are. I just, I pray for you. It's exhausting. It's a draining journey, but we all know um, you're doing the best for your kid and you show up and you show light and just remember that, um, you know, there are other people here to support you. And for the rest of the ones listening here with zero, you know, good intentions, I should say, uh, it's funny because in the last episode, after I fully talked about it right away, there was a review that was honestly really immature. And for someone to post a one and say, oh, how could I give this a zero and then a little trash emoji? you would think this person's probably 12. And to be honest, if you're listening to this and you feel triggered in any way by my content, my business, and everything I do for my daughter, I would like to say you can honestly suck it. But really, for because you don't know what a mature person looks like, you probably are triggered because it's a reflection on you. All of these stories, you probably have... You know, you're either dealing it your, with it yourself, you probably know someone, you have a niece, nephew, brother, sister, or maybe it's someone really close to you and you really can't look yourself in the mirror, to be honest. I know that might sound a little evil, but you know, when it comes to my daughter, I'm doing everything in my power to show up for her in the best ways. And I do that and you can see that. But if you don't understand that and you're triggered you're on the wrong side here and absolutely just stop listening and please step away and walk away. Don't let the door hit you on your way out because there's zero, I have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. The bullying, you know, anything, any form of harassment in that way. This is why this show is becoming more empowering and inspiring to others for people like that are toxic like you. So if you um, are hearing this and are trying to report back in any ways to whoever you need to, or you feel like you need to feel better in any sort of way, I mean, this episode's not for you. Really look deep down. Maybe, you know, like I said, I've preached therapy, counseling, healing, and, and see really why you're doing what you're doing. It's not too late to change. It's not too late to heal. But I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if anything, you know, that kind of behavior just makes me stronger. And a lot of the women I work with stronger. We will continue to speak up and speak out against you and pray and hope that our children never have to deal with people like you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Now for the rest of the show. We're back on the show where Taylor will be interviewing me again on my personal life story for my last relationship. She'll be leading with a lot of the questions today. And this is part two from part one, where I talked about my last relationship and the toxic narcissist gaslighting that was happening within that relationship. And again, you know, my mission here for this podcast and a lot of you that share their stories here is to empower other people 
anyone in all walks of life that is going through difficult situations like any of the ones you hear today that hopefully will be a light of guidance, empowerment, inspire you to either get out of that or, you know, keep going, go after your dreams, your goals, or get out of that relationship, whatever it is. We just hope that we can guide you to it. So I was just asking Taylor where I left off and I think it was very, it was a cliffhanger. She she said, I literally said I got on a plane. (laughs) You did, you ended it with, and then I got on a plane to come here. So, I mean, did you get off the plane? Is that? (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, when we got on the plane, it was me and my daughter, she had pink eye and the last conversation I had before I left was with her grandma from her dad's side where she was blatantly saying like, it was my fault that her son cheated and that he would have never cheated if I had done what I was supposed to by going to the Philippines, going on this trip with them when I knew in my heart that that was not a good idea. And I'm glad I did it because like I said, the volcano erupted there, there was no running water you know, they had to evacuate. And on top of it, you know, if it was meant to end this way in that relationship, that's what the universe is going to tell you. I was not meant to be on that plane with my daughter to go to the Philippines. I was not meant to take her there. We were meant, you know, for all of this sadly to happen because this was going to be the huge changing point in all of our lives to do better. And, um, really for me to build the best life I can for my daughter. So we got on that plane to San Diego. Our family, of course, lovingly took us in. Um, There's still a lot of people that all live in this house that we're in. And it was like, my it's my parents, my aunts, my brother. But of course, they lovingly took us in and are incredibly supportive during this whole time. It was just really hard. So those first few weeks coming back here, I left my career, left my job. Um, you know, started with zero, like nothing, because we left all our shit down in in Alameda where we lived. Um, I only had the two small bags of luggage, the two small luggages, because I had my daughter, the car seat, and her, it was just a lot to carry on the airplane by myself, the stroller. So we, I only packed what I could during that trip. So when we got here, we really just started with it was a styrofoam mattress that they like put styrofoam in, covered it up because this room that we were in, it was used as storage. It was my grandpa's room, but since he wasn't here, um, he's in the Philippines, they had used this room as storage. So there were boxes everywhere um, that had just been put here as storage. And so me and my daughter slept on this styrofoam mattress and it was like, whatever, we're grateful you know, but I, of course, like remember that the first week alone, um, I would look over and I'm trying to help my daughter heal from this pink eye. It's just, your heart is broken. You know, you fucking feel for them and you hate that they, you're taking your daughter through this really shitty situation when it was like, you know, not at all your intention. You know, you were just wanting to protect your daughter, number one get them to a safe space where their life could be better and and not be around two parents, number one, that are fighting in a very toxic um, situation. And, you know, I just look at her and I cried every night, like praying, like, this is gonna work. Like, we're gonna make this work. Start, start my business. 
work on what I need to make sure she gets healthier, you know, clear up from this nasty pink eye, you know, and during that time, the communication between me and her dad had been really um, the texts, emails, the emails, of course, I will say to anyone going through this, keep records of every damn thing. Everything. <laughs> it's so tedious, but it is so important. Everything from text messages, you know, emails, conversations, as much as you can to protect yourself, protect your child, because all of that later will come up and they'll be like, oh, where's the proof, right? Well, here's your proof. So I do have records of all of this, that we went to Kaiser, that we did the test, that you know, um, the emails were, yeah, he was like seeing if her pink eye was getting better. And he, of course, is very much aware that this was his fault. It's not like, oh, she had pink eye. Where did this come from? Or, oh, why'd you leave to San Diego? Or, oh, you took my daughter from the last mediation. You essentially took her without my permission. No, you 100% knew through our texts and our emails. You checked on her and see if she saw if she was okay. You know, he was going through it in the Bay Area on his own and he I had a lot to figure out. Yeah. I mean, he did have a lot to figure out. I like how yeah. you said that because that's a much nicer way to put it than I would have ever put <laughs> it. But I mean, you're right. He did. He had a lot to figure out on his own. But I do think it's really important to highlight that because you are dealing with a narcissist and a gaslighter, you took her and you did this thing. He had no part in that because I am sure much like my ex, when they tell the story, you are always going to be the bad guy, no yeah. matter what actually happened. So you took his child away, even though he had complete proof and text and email and documentation and you were keeping him updated and you took her away because you wanted her to be in a safe space while you guys were processing that your partner cheated on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you did that. I want you to know that you did that. Thank you. No. Like it's just, no. you Thank see, that's you. really what it sounds like though. Like if I were to tell you that, like yeah. you guys can't see that cat just rolled her eyes at me, but she was yeah. like, yeah, okay, thanks. But that's really <laughs> their intention when they do it. And it doesn't seem like it in the moment, I don't think, because you're like, oh my gosh, we're both in the heat of the moment. We both have these feelings right now. Right. And then you look back on it retrospectively. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I love that you're saying this over and over because yeah, it's still hard for me to hear. And because like this mediation was only a few weeks ago and for him to blatantly say, I took his daughter away. I'm like, I didn't fucking take your daughter away. You put us in this situation. I took her out of a toxic situation. I like need, you know, you to hear that is what I was telling him, you know, and I had spared him several times through therapy and through mediation by going into details of, I left because you cheated. I left because you hooked up with some random chick in the red light district and took her back to your hotel, did a FaceTime with me and your daughter and blatantly lied. Why do I hold myself back from saying this to spare you when now you're coming back at me over a year and a half later saying I took your daughter? Not only that, that saying really mean, vicious things about me and my family that are not true, saying, oh, that I'm using you for money or that I'm taking your money, that this child support is paying for my own personal bills. These are really vicious rumors to like spread you around. Have a successful yeah. business and brand on your own. Yeah. Um, were you breastfeeding Carly at the time? Yes, I was nursing her. I mean, I just stopped nursing her a few months ago. 
So I don't understand, like if you were going to take space and time for the safety of your child and potentially the sake of your relationship, you know, I feel like when people take space, there's always that possibility. But if you were doing the right thing by keeping your child with you while you are nursing her. Yeah. That's also something that I feel like, and not everybody overlooks this, but a lot of people do overlook that. Yeah. When they're like, well, why does the mom always get up? Well, a lot of the time there's nursing in, you know, child brain development. It's just important to stay with the mom. So if he knew all of that, really, it would have been an entirely different story had you ran away. Yeah. And taken space and just left Harley. And then he would have spun that too as you abandoned her, you left her, you didn't even finish nursing her. So just a reminder that there was no win-win for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and to those that are listening, I'm like, I don't know if it's his friends or family or whatnot. And that are, you know, really, it has turned into this whole ugly, why is it team him, team I, when it's not, it's about what's the best interest for my daughter. And that's what it's always been. And, you know, those that know us can honestly say, that I've always put my family first. I've put my daughter first in every situation, at every party, you see me putting my daughter first, you know? And so when this situation happened and even after, I mean, like he was even still messaging and emailing, like he really did love and care about us. It wasn't like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm evil and this is evil. We went into couples therapy, guys. Like we went and did the work where he, I was glad that he continued the couples therapy to say, what is the best, you know, how can we best communicate for our daughter if we're going to do this co-parenting? So we went into um, that couples therapy or family therapy and a lot of like ugly things came out and it was really hard. We had hard conversations. Were there moments where we were absolutely connected? Of course, you know, we, we have a daughter together. So there was no like, um, malicious intense in those sessions. It was very, it was very pure. It wasn't always like as bad as it is now. And I think that's the, the hard part for a lot of people to hear. They think that, oh, then I'm like the evil ex. Mind you, he's had an ex-wife before me, you know? And it's like, um, so when we went through therapy, it had come out clearly that he was projecting his emotions and everything on me because of his ex-wife so everything when you are when you are going through the healing process and you carry on the pain from your last relationship and you're not fully healing and you carry on to the next relationship and the next this is something that really does happen when you don't work on yourself and this is why you know i love working with taylor and a lot of the other coaches on we talk about doing the inner work and healing because you will literally fuck up every single relationship, your friendships, your relationships, if you do not do the healing, the therapy, the counseling. Um, That is just so important. So of course that came out in therapy. So he admitted to that, you know, that he had stuff to work on, that he needed to work on those things. But why is it all of a sudden, you know, get a new girlfriend, you know, the family gets involved. It feels like he was very much influenced by a lot of people at this point, you know, and that connection we had, even when he came down here to visit his daughter the first time, and we had a really great conversation in person the first time he visited us down here in San Diego, knowingly we were here in San Diego. Again, I say that 
he came down here knowing we were in San Diego, openly, lovingly visiting his daughter. We had those hard conversations and we really just said, hey, it's great. Like, let's just see other people. You know, we went through that. But, um, you know, it's just, I feel like no matter what, if you're not doing the inner work and working on yourselves and going through the healing processes, it'll just turn ugly and no matter what relationship. In this case, it was our co-parenting relationship. It got really ugly because so many voices were involved, his family members, I'm sure. And now you have a new girlfriend. When in the in this whole midst of the new girlfriend, I 100%, I swear on my life, I had said, I'm so happy for you. I want you to be happy. And Again, so much nicer than me because yeah. we're miserable. <laughs> Leave me out of it. I will do you. Yeah, I want our daughter to have two happy parents. Like, you know, I'm, I, uh, maybe one day I'll meet her. And when they were planning to even come down here, I was like, hey, maybe I can bring you guys breakfast. Like, who the fuck does that? Right. And so I even had friends that were like, Kat, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you being so nice? And I'm like, I'm trying to show up with love. And I was at that point in my life where, yeah, I continued therapy and I was going through our trauma from me and my ex, but I was showing up in love. And I realized very quickly as this whole thing progressed, I'm giving love to someone again that doesn't know how to accept that, that doesn't know how to understand that, that doesn't know how to really um, absorb that. Or reciprocate it, like if exactly. they can't receive it. So now you're just like, giving this to someone who like really doesn't want it and doesn't know what to do with it. And then um, huge thing is they will come back at you and attack you and thinking like they're a victim when you have clearly said out loud all these things and you've tried and you've tried to show love and you've tried to have those conversations. This person just is slowly, it feels like I was watching this person go into the dark, really like go into the dark, uh, I'm like thinking of Star Wars. I know the dark, dark forces and energy. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's really important though because what you were doing was trying to have a successful co-parenting and have a successful relationship and also it's really important to teach your daughter that like yeah. Even though I can say it here, but like I would never talk about my daughter's father in front of her because I don't want it to be I don't have nice things to say at this point. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that to rub off on her. So for you to try and make the effort to, you know, put it out there as a happy, loving relationship and set a good example, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But I think that you found out the hard way that there are some people that just can't take it. And there are some people that when they continually, you know, like rebuff those actions or spin those actions, there's a time and a place to eventually cut that off and respect your own boundaries. Because you also yes. don't want to see um, like your daughter growing up, well, mom's always doing this for somebody else and mom's doing this for people that don't treat her well or mom's doing this for people that make her sad or, you know, eventually I think there's a hard line that has to be drawn. And if like anyone going through this can make those relationships happen, then that's great. But there's also no shame when you can't make it happen. I think you did more than enough. Like you went above and beyond to have that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I did. And, you know, and I don't think a lot of people knew that not like saying that they needed to or whatnot, but, you know, it's just unfortunate that now it had turned into 
um, oh, I don't have the interest in my daughter that I took her. It's just crazy ridiculous, you know? Um, it, and so of course we got in, we got another third party, which is mediator, paralegal. Um, and at this point he had visited several times with his, to see his daughter, um, like every three, four months and the communication through texts and FaceTime, it was, it was hard and it was very heartbreaking to see, you know, my daughter FaceTime with him and um, this is the situation, right? And he very much was pointing out like, oh, this is my fault. Like I should have stayed in the Bay like I was supposed to, was, was and has been his narrative, which is awful, you know, for I mean, any- for could have played to loyal. Any- yeah, to say that to you. any woman, like if you had a daughter, a sister, anyone that literally uh, um, their partner, their male partner had told them, you should have stayed where you were supposed to. What does that say to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. first of all, like you don't own me, you know, like, and you didn't treat me well to stay in that kind of relationship or to stay where I needed to to now tell me I should have stayed in the Bay where I was supposed to is pretty awful, right? Um, like, again, it's like, why do I even have to defend that I was protecting my daughter and I wanted to get her to a safe safe area? And when I say protecting, it's like, you have two parents that are very like toxic together that are also having lots of problems that they're fighting. And I've also told you in the last you know, episode how that whole relationship was in fully not saying that it was all bad again those that right. knew us there were of course some great times but again if um two people aren't working on themselves independently and working on them themselves take or together um all of this this will, this stuff will just blow up and so fast forward the mediation had turned into um we had like two mediation meetings where we were on Zoom and we were talking about what you, what each of us want when it comes to our daughter's like visitation or needs or where to sh- her, her physical custody at. And all of those things I will say is just really stressful and draining for anyone about to go through this, to about to do contracts, whether you're divorced, separated or filing for child support, child custody. Definitely go get those consultations, seek out, um, a social worker to get help if you don't have the money to do that. There are a lot of free resources out there. You can message me, you can message Taylor, we can help you. Um, Right now I'm working with a paralegal that will absolutely, will work with you on whatever contract you want to make if this is um, something you're going through. I wanna be um, a major part of that resource when it comes to single moms and single working moms and mothers going through divorce, separation, you know. so yeah, I'm seeing in our recent mediation, the the worst part of that was him really just accusing me of taking his daughter. It's been a year and a half later to accuse me of taking your daughter without you, you know, your permission or you knowing this is just clearly absurd. When there's been content yes. or content, contact, yeah. invitation sent. Yeah, I mean, everything new wondered like if it was such a big deal he didn't feel the need to like file her missing call somebody reach out to your family alert his family 
alert his friends. So, like, didn't you guys have mutual friends? Did anybody get a call that she was right. that they all needed to find her? Cause oh, yeah, everybody knew I was on that damn airplane. Everybody knew. He knew, his mom knew, like, so you can't say that I left and like no one knew or like there was no permission and that I didn't tell you, you know, what went down when you asked me for pictures of her pink eye when we were in San Diego and asked if she was okay. So it's like that stuff is just so really just really messed up in so many ways. And so but it fits his narrative. And that's yeah. the really important thing to remember. The logic can go out the window. It doesn't matter when you're dealing with those kinds of people because the logic is null and void as long as they sound good or look good. And then when you bring up facts, they're going to get defensive. They're going to give you a reason. They're going to give you a whole nother story. Yeah. As long as people think that you're the bad guy for taking your daughter. Oh yeah, of course, you know? And um, yeah, I just don't, it's just unfortunate that like, this whole process has just been very draining. <laughs> um, another yeah. thing, like you do get tired. And when you were talking about resources, just another point, just in my experience, I know not everybody is like this. Like some people are going to be able to have a co-parenting relationship, but I think that if they're with a partner, a woman or male who exhibits like most of these red flags or even like half of these red flags, like even like two of these red flags, yeah maybe consider like you really really do need to consider getting professional help and documenting early on though because they will say i want to do this i want to do this and then the second that their feelings are hurt or when their mood changes or when something else comes up it's going to be back to you're the bad guy yeah this is what you're doing wrong and then you're not going to get anywhere yep yep it's so true um yeah, and that's kind of been where it's at at the most recent w within the last few weeks. And, you know, um, my family has been just incredible through this process and supportive. Like my family was like sending even photos and videos of of my daughter to, you know, his family when they didn't have to, even after everything they've heard and everything that we've been going through and seeing me literally in tears drained crying from this having extreme anxiety you know still feeling like the trauma is still there um my family has been really trying to help me and harley be happy and healthy even through this whole process and they um just have been so incredibly nice to him and his family even though this this has been happening so it just worries me sometimes like I, I'm going to do the best I can for my daughter, but there's only so much I can do. And the best I can at this point really is to trust that I'm I'm trying to be the best mother I can, you know, work on myself, get the healing I need, build my business, you know, relentlessly and impact the world in amazing ways. And that's always been the mission. Like every time I look at my daughter, is that I will trust that raising her this way, that no matter what happens, where she is, who she's around, no matter how many, how many toxic people around her or saying shit or talking shit about me to her, she will be smart enough and amazing enough to know her mom is, you know, who I am, like really authentically who I am and disregard all the negative BS. just really trust that and that's been hard right because we always want to protect and and really trust the way we raise our kids and we often worry and 
um, want to protect them from all these things, but we really just in the end have to let go and trust that we're doing the best we can, not be so hard on ourselves that um, she'll make the best decision she can because, and trust that because you raised them, you raised her. Right. And it is, it's a lot of pressure for any parent, even in the best of circumstances to wonder if they're doing it right. And is that the right thing to say? Is that going to be the one thing that they remember from being three, four, five? Like you really never know. But I think the fact that you are so conscious of it all the time when you're making these decisions and like what you do show her and how you are showing up. Yes, 100%. You are doing the right thing without a doubt. And I think that, you know, you probably just need to hear that more. And it's really unfortunate that you can't hear it from her father or, you know, from that type of a relationship. Because, of course, naturally, you're still going to mourn that loss. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, that's natural for anybody. Yeah. But I think that you have such a good community and she has such a big community and she is so, like, spunky and happy and energetic and out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't look at her and think, oh my gosh, that child is so not taken care of. She's so unhappy. <laughs> exactly. Like that's not anything about her. And her personality is so big and so yeah. out there. It's we so- have toddler tornadoes for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that like I love that you brought that up because yeah, my my mom would say, like, I mean, look at her. She's beautiful she's healthy she's she's like you know doing all these fun activities she does soccer she does swimming she does amazing in school she's a leader within her classmates I mean it's something to be really proud of that I know I'm doing something right you know um and I I'm doing the best I can that when she does go visit over there with whether it's other family members or her dad that again I trust myself that I trust her and that she'll make the best decisions. Even at two, three years old, it sounds so funny. But they're smart. They're freaking ridiculously smart. They pick up energy, especially I know our daughters do. They grew up in that, you know, um, spiritual environment that Harley's very empathic. That if she is around too many people or too many energies or people that she doesn't like, she will definitely let you know. And I think that's, that's another thing though, really encouraging her to use your voice. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't want to go, if you don't like this, if you know, just raising that strong personality and then hopefully, you know, once you encourage that and foster that in a tiny human, when she grows up, she's not going to take any shit from anybody, including somebody Mm -hmm. that's not going to treat her right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love how you said that. And it's, now, and it's reminding me again, like I shouldn't have to force my daughter to no. FaceTime or force my daughter to go to a call or force my daughter to go visit. If you're in this situation, you don't want to be, you don't want to be forced to go be and do and like be with people you don't want to. And, um, those could argue she's too young to know, but no, they know. No, they do. Know. No, they 100% do. They know based on like, you know, how mom's treating them, how mom is asking, acting, or, you know, if you live with dad primarily, because that does happen. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you, I really don't want to go to mom's house or I really don't want to do this. There's usually a reason or because like, you know, they don't like the way that you treat them when they're around. If you're tense and you're upset and you're not interacting with them on the same way, they know. Oh yeah. Yeah. They don't give them enough credit. Yeah, I know. They 
they really are at this age. They're really smart about it, you know? Um, yeah, and so the, the other part of it that others would argue and him and his family was like, you know, what he kept saying mediation was, I just want to see her. I want to see my daughter. I just want to see my daughter, which he kept yelling for some reason mediation. And it's like, number one, I never kept you from your daughter. I never said you couldn't see her. You know, when she was in the ER recently, when she was going through um, a lot of really hard shit because of his last visit, he was here Memorial Weekend, came back and she had sand in her hair. She had rashes in parts of her body, you know? Um, where were you? Where were the texts? He would text like when he feel like it or, you know, disappear for, for a few days at a time, whenever. And it's like, when you have a child this is where the understanding is like, I need, I would love for him, like need this to be understood. It is a full-time job. It is not, oh, I'm gonna, you know, see my daughter when I feel like it, take care of her when I feel like it, yes. pick up the phone when I feel like it. I'm a fucking full-time parent, no matter what, whether she's here or not here, I'm a full-time parent. So I will, of course, do the best I can to check on her, see her, how is she doing? Is there anything she needs? What's, you know, how can I do to help? Um, was there a copay if you're in that situation? Was there anything she needs from the hospital? You were in the emergency room, which my daughter was. Any of that, any kind of context that you care to, to see if your daughter needs anything. Not once did I get that, right? It was, no. the first text was, I will send my prayers. Was like, what did I just tell you? My coworker's sick. This is uh, yeah, like, I'm sorry. To <laughs> Was this a Facebook little like care emoji? Like, oh, sending thoughts and prayers. My child in the ER. I'm like crying, bawling my eyes out. We're driving to the ER, and you want to send prayers? Like, no, bro. So then, fine. If we're if that's the relationship you want with your daughter, if you only want to see her three, four months. And if you know, you're complaining about how much it costs to see her, visit her when you come here, that it's too expensive. That's not my fucking problem. No, 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 no. And I know that like, I just, I know from my experience that yeah. my ex has also been like, well, you never tell me anything. I am not required. Yeah. Well, especially with him. And I know our situation is different. Like he has no rights anymore. So mm -hmm. sucks to suck. Um, but before that was finalized, you never tell me anything. It is not your responsibility to update another parent on their child if you guys, now somebody's gonna come in the comments and be like, well, if you have this and this, or it's in your agreement or whatever, things like that, obviously, if you have a court agreement and you have to update each other on certain things, then yes. Yeah. But if you're not checking in and doing the work or making the time or trying to come and visit or prioritizing your child, nobody owes you shit. Yeah. I don't owe you anything. Like we yeah. do not owe him that. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Or like, I just, you want me to tell you how her soccer game went when you haven't right. been around? When, like I just, the last time he saw her, she came home yeah. sick. Mm -hmm. No, how about I'm so sorry, what can I do? I have no idea. It maybe was this, this and this, or I mean, I don't know, just something along the lines of actual parenting. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so um, I love this advice that one of my really good friends, she was like, 
it's not my responsibility. Again, as we're saying, it's not my responsibility on what kind of relationship he wants with his daughter. And for all the moms out there that I know there's a ton of moms out there going through this that are trying really hard to help their child have a like a relationship with the, the ex-spouse. I'm telling you, we're telling you, it's not your responsibility. And that guilt, I can, I understand, can be heavy and we can carry that because we want to feel like they're, our kids are close with both parents. But hey, if the other parent is not willing to do that and do the work to build that kind of relationship, to get really close with them, you know, on top of that, um, make the effort to really get to know them, what they like, what they don't like, that is not your problem. You can only give so many tips and tricks. They can ask you like, hey, what's their favorite food? Where do they like to go? Like what games do they like to play? But there's only so much you can do. So I had to really let go in the past several months of, okay, don't feel guilty that if he doesn't text her, call her, try to FaceTime her for days at a time, which now he's starting to become consistent consistent again we'll see how long that goes. i also feel though like that consistency though is probably with the fact that you guys just went to mediation in mind like i find it really and it might not be but i just find it really coincidental that you guys just went and did that and now there's consistency because where was that before and yeah. like you said documenting everything is really important well if you're only asking because you're worried it's going to show that you weren't asking before yeah I mean, and who's to say that might not be what he's doing, but yeah, I just think it gets really suspicious when those Dolphin things pick dating. up around court time. Yeah. Or yeah. they go through phases or they start reaching out like a couple of weeks before the holidays or so be aware of that too. Are they oh, yeah. genuinely reaching out or are they reaching out because they want to ask you for something? Yeah, that's so true. Um, and I would say like when you're in mediation and mamas, dadas, whoever, you, you know, however you're doing this, be very clear what you want in these contracts, you know, be very clear down to their personal hygiene, you know, down to um, the care of their routine care daily, whatever it's the food, if it's the time or how many FaceTimes or calls you want a day or texts or the amount of time um, they, they should be having visitation all of that can be decided on so don't ever feel like oh no i don't want to ask for this i shouldn't ask for this um um if you want sole custody or joint custody really stick to your intuition on what's the what's best for your child like you know you really know your kid and trust that so yeah that's kind of where we ended um it's a the contract and then you have to each get it notarized if you're doing an agreement like we did or if you want to full on file which you can understand when you full on file for child support it'll be based on your salary you know whoever is the non-custodial parent in this case which he he's the non-custodial it'll be based fully on what your salary is what you know that's how you they gauge the child support and they can absolutely backdate it these are things you can find out online you can ask you know a lawyer you can ask a social worker a paralegal that if you file they can backdate it up into the day your kid was born you know and it like I, and i know that i'm i'm kind of hesitating to say this but it's because there there are some dads out there that might be like i didn't know that's how much it costs to have a kid in california yes 
<laughs> it's very expensive. And I mean, there I've been hearing some crazy shit like people having guys, dads having to borrow money and like not reporting all their salary because they will garnish your freaking paycheck. Like that shit's real. But to be clear again, which I've told him multiple times, I never asked you for that money. And I straight up told you, I don't need your money. You know, just let your daughter go. Like, let her go. If you don't want to be responsible financially, if you, yes. <laughs> if you want to complain that everything's too much, the flying, the money, whatever, know that I don't need you. Of course, would your daughter need, of course, your daughter, like, would love to have a relationship with you. But if you're not willing to do the work, I mean, I'm going to also- sure would they though like really when you yeah. really think about it you say that because they're at this age where like because i thought that too like i would love for bear to have a relationship with her father yeah. but the very last time that i even attempted that he was like well i need to get my shit together i have to go to work it's expensive to fly out there and visit it's expensive to do this do you think it's not expensive to pay childcare? yeah so that i can work yeah or like as the or should i just not work then are you going to send me more child support or i actually don't get any by the way guys like yeah. i'm not a nil never have so don't go after thinking that i'm after the money or anything but there are so many people that don't get child support or get you know the insurance that you're supposed to get or you don't go 50 50 on the medical bills and then the excuse i hear the most is it is so expensive I can't afford to live and send you childcare. I can't afford to live and do this, this, and this for her. And again, women do it too. Yeah. So if you're a woman spending all your money on like nails, hair, extensions, a yeah. car or something, then like get that together. <laughs> but <laughs> since my ex is a man, like don't go buy a brand new motorcycle. Yeah. Don't go get a new car. Maybe prioritize coming to see your kid. But if you're not gonna do all those things, like I feel like it would be genuinely a different conversation all around. Mm -hmm. If he was doing what he could do and he communicated with you, this is a tight month yeah. or, Hey, my car needed new tires. I'm, I'm going to be short. Can we work it out? Like, I feel like when you're genuinely make that effort, it's an entirely different co-parenting situation, but yeah. if they're not willing to do any part of what it takes to be a parent, like set those boundaries and let that shit go. Cause it's not going to affect your child. Yeah. When he is older, is she going to want to see her dad who she sees once a year? Yeah. honestly probably not yeah i mean just you know the way that it goes like her house is going to be here her friends are going to be here her yeah. sister's going to be here her, the family that is with her day in and day out is gonna be here yeah and it's not a mother's or father's whoever has primary custody it's not your fault if your child chooses that it's just not worth their time yeah like that, that falls on the other parent. And I don't think people think about that enough because you can blame the other parent all you want, but at the end of the day, did you really put in the work? Did you really try? Yeah, yeah, totally true. You know, like, like, like as the custodial parent, this is the full-time, you know, single mom life is, you know, when we got here, it was the pink eye it was, is, you know, then she had, of course she, she got sick because this was right before COVID hit and everyone was catching COVID, didn't know what it was. And so it's days of non-sleep, no help. And, you know, um, every day you're trying to also get a job, go back to work and all these things as a single mom, and then put them in daycare, have transportation, build a home for them. And it's like, those things can be so overlooked so many times. And I don't, talk about that so much because it's not like I'm looking for to play victim or I'm like, hey, feel bad for me. I'm like, no, it's a privilege 
to take care of my daughter. This is what I know what it takes to take care of your kid. Is, but I also think that there's something to be said for you showing up every single day. Oh yeah. So yes, it's a privilege. And yeah, of course you see it that way. You love her, but I just don't think there is enough credit due for every person that is out there that is doing that shit day in and day out because we are tired. Yeah. I want a vacation or a weekend getaway. I want to go and blow my money on a brand new car and this, that, Mm -hmm. and the other thing. But I have a whole entire human that needs a savings account. It's so true. That needs food, that needs clothing because they grow like weeds, that needs, you know, yeah, every once in a while they need toys. Yeah. They need new experiences. They need... So yeah, I know so you true. adore her, but please don't ever sell yourself <laughs> short like that ever again because it Thanks, is mama. freaking hard. It is. It's so freaking hard. So not to um, mention your business and a podcast and a clothing brand and everything <laughs> else that you do. So thank you. Yeah, it's freaking hard. And you know, yeah, we don't give ourselves enough credit or you know, gentle with ourselves in this process. And you know, and so that's why I told him, I was like, hey, bro, I don't need your money. You can, I don't need anything from you, but no, this is the situation. If you want to build a relationship with her, great, you know, but it's going to be on the best terms and it's going to be what's best for our daughter. And that needs to be talked about with me before moving forward, you know? So um, again, for anyone in this situation, really, really protect yourself, record everything, um, go see legal advice or professional expert to really um, see how much it costs to do all the process, the paperwork, the filing. If you want to just do an agreement or you want to full on file, I would hope that this is the last of it, that we just write up this contract and he understands. I just really want us to live in peace. I really would love to just have <sighs> just all of this lifted off all of us like really uh, it's not funny it was just i know i'm just like i know i'm making like big gestures over here she's seeing my face i'm just like i really just want me and my daughter to live peacefully and i i want you know her to be happy and healthy and fine you want to see your daughter great do the work to see her and don't Being return her to, like, you know with sand in her hair and like rashes and shit again <laughs> an accountable parent that cares about safety and well-being <laughs> like you know, um, and what do I wish for him? Of course, I hope that him, his new partner, like really, I wish them happiness. I wish them peace, all the love to him and their whole family that we are not starting a war. I straight up said to him, this is like, really think of your daughter. You want her to be the connector of all the families and have be the neutral person in all families with it whether it's your family or my family to show love to everyone around her to really be um i want to say the game changer Mm -hmm. right that impacts in positive ways that shows love to even people that might not deserve it right but also i want my, my daughter which i've told him to know how to be respected by other people which i asked him will you teach her that Will you teach our daughter how to be respected, but not by not only men, by other people? Because I'm like, think of your karma, man. Are you going to raise your daughter in that way? At you, your new partner, I would hope that you guys instill these amazing values and love and respect and not like really talk shit and bring people down with you because, you know, um, yeah. 
it's just so important. I know we can get way into that, but <laughs> it's so vibrational. I'm just gonna say it's such low vibrational, dense, negative. Yeah, like last thing I want is my daughter to go there and then all of a sudden, you know, you have family members talking shit about me, which is not healthy for anyone, which I told him that needs to freaking stop. If it ever happens again, it's not okay. Like my family doesn't go over here talking smack about him to her face. That's so toxic. Why do that to a two, three-year-old or any child for that matter and put that on them? That's so evil. You know, like let's, let's everything, all the quotes that we're all posting and the books we're reading and following whether Jay Shetty and preaching about all this shit. If you're not doing the action, don't bother. If you're not showing action through your words, don't bother. Um, I mean, I'm I'm saying this because I'm going to absolutely instill that in my daughter and that trust absolutely is earned. You know what her dad had told me once is like, you should just trust me. Even after he had cheated, after that shit hit the fan, he's like, you should just trust me. And he was so angry that I didn't trust him. And how can well, you I? should have earned some trust? Yeah. I'm like, trust needs to be earned, man. Like, you can't just come back here after what you did and how much you put us through and just say, I am supposed to trust you. Like you said, I was supposed to stay in the Bay where I was supposed to, like, really? You know, please, I hope you don't treat women like this. Please, I hope the women in your family understand that no women should be treated like this and that we raise our daughter to know that this is not fucking okay. And I hope that one day you take ownership of your actions and you explain to her in truth of this entire situation. Cause I ain't sure gonna, I am sure as hell not gonna lie to my daughter. Right. You know, I'm going to tell her the truth and I want to raise her that way. But damn. Anyways, <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Taylor. I'm like, I'm, I don't know how long we've been recording right now, but thank you for um, allowing me to be vulnerable and open and sharing all my thoughts, feelings, and straight facts of what has been happening in my personal life and how hopefully this will help other women out there with both of our stories moving forward. And you'll, you know, anyone listening again, we hope that, you know, you find the help you need, whether use the resources or go to therapy or reach out to me or Taylor for any kind of support or guidance. We're right here for you and definitely find us. Um, I'll post all of our information on the podcast and on my Instagram link. And we hope you're having a great week so far. We'll be back soon. 